What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Seth Grimes, and I'm here with a WrestleMedia bonus for you. As I was lucky enough to be in attendance at the United Center for the first dance. The big return of CM Punk after over seven years away from the wrestling business. Man. I'm going to be a little bit all over the place, but I'm going to kind of try to cover everything. Um... For, for the whole event, really. Not like a play-by-play -play review of the, the matches, necessarily. But just kind of paint your picture of what it was like to be a part of this whole thing. And just right off the bat, like, this was the craziest shit I've ever personally been a part of. As far as wrestling goes. Maybe as far as anything goes. As far as people just... Losing their ever-loving minds to something uh, in unison and in uh, together as a unit, that many people all in one place, like you could feel magic in that building. You know, the show was never about Moxley versus Danny Garcia or uh, Jungle Boy and and Luchasaurus. Versus Private Party or Jade Cargill versus Kira Hogan, Hulk Hogan. Doesn't matter. None of that. The advertised show for Rampage itself was bleh. and But it wasn't about that. Nobody cared. The United Center sold out almost instantly. I got in on pre-sale. As soon as... As soon as... So they announced the promo on Dynamite, right? They announced the new show, the United Center, and, and they had the logo, the first dance and everything. But it was when, and, and the crowd had already started chanting CM Punk because they got it already. Like, it just, fans are smart. You don't need to, you don't need to beat them over the head with it sometimes. Like, all you really got to say is, hey, I know we got three shows already booked uh, just a month from now at uh, in Chicago for the All Out pay-per-view. But we're just adding this fourth random pop-up, huge United Center show in Chicago just a month ahead, ahead of that. So, like, already right there, you know, the crowd was chanting CM Punk. They knew. Because why else on earth would you do such a thing? But it was when they went to the Darby Allen promo with Sting and, and Allen said, even if you're the best in the world. Oh, man, that was it. I jumped on the computer and I had to be a part of this. I knew I had to get my tickets. So I went on. I was able to get on for pre-sale. And by the time I got on for pre-sale, um, I believe it was like. The next day ish, you know, it wasn't right away that night, but um, I, you know, I slept on it. By the time I got on there, it was still pre sale. Uh, there was like two sections available, and this was pre sale, so I know they opened up a whole nother chunk. Um, but we were, I brought my kids with me, and we were way up, and we were on a third level, you know, we were way up in the boonies. But my god, just. I knew I had to be there, and I, I live about three hours from Chicago, so I drove myself in, and I drove myself back the same night. I wasn't going to spend the night or anything. I was going to this show just to be there because I knew 
CM Punk was going to be there. We all knew. We all knew from that moment, but the hints kept coming. The chick magnet t-shirt from Kenny Omega. The cookie monster t-shirt from Kenny Omega. The... I don't know if you guys caught the, uh, there was some sort of MMA show that CM Punk was calling, and uh, his commentator buddy is talking about the fighter going back to his wrestling roots, and he's like, right, Punk? And Punk's like, yeah, he's all elite, something to that effect, I don't know, right, you know, and uh, it just, the hints kept coming little teasers on Twitter, all that shit. And we just knew going into this that this was going to be special. And the crowd, as they filed in, you know, I got there maybe an hour before the show started. Uh, the You know, the parking lot was full of people jamming out to theme music and just being like a rowdy, almost like a tailgate-esque you know, there wasn't as many people. People were already starting to make their way to the building by the time I got to the parking lot, which was outrageous, by the way. $25 parking was, it's price gouging at the highest extent. But you you just, you got to park where you can find a parking spot and you can get to the building nice and easy. So you do what you got to do for what you got to do. gonna drink some coffee here we're we're just chilling i'm not I'm, I'm i'm in no hurry to get all this out so like i hope you're not i'm not gonna eat up your whole day and take an hour with this shit but i'm not gonna get it all out in 10 minutes so fuck yeah got a big coffee i'm very tired i didn't get home till you know maybe three in the morning and then i stayed up watching youtube reviews and that sort of thing and you know, AEW had already posted the clip of, of Punk coming out. So we get into the building, and you could just feel like there was nothing for sale yet. I know some people were asking were the CM Punk shirts already there. No, there was no hint inside the building that anything was going to happen. But you could feel it. There was an energy there. This was not... I had been to many a WWE show. Many, many... Um, probably the biggest and most significant was the Royal Rumble, uh, when it was in Detroit, Rob Van Dam made his big return in the Rumble. That was like a surprise appearance. He got a huge pop up until tonight or up until, you know, last night, I should say, as I record this on Saturday, uh, up until last night, that Rob Van Dam return was the biggest pop I had been in person for. Not the biggest pop I've heard, obviously, on TV and stuff, but being there live, and that was the bit most significant live event. And, of course, being live for a Royal Rumble is amazing, right? But this, it's just the feeling in the building, when, right when you walk in, this was like... This was like no other live pro wrestling event that I'd been to before. It felt special. There was an energy there. There was a magic there. There was a feeling that this was a historical night. It was in the air. It's just the best way to describe it. Anybody that was there would tell you. Anybody who was sitting on their couch watching this on TV could feel it through the TV on their couch. They could feel it all day. They woke up Friday morning. You know, they went to bed Thursday night, happy CM Punk Eve. You know, you woke up, happy CM Punk Day, right? Like, this was 
that's what the, this is. This was historic, and the energy in that building, and all throughout the night, the chants of CM Punk, CM Punk. They were insane the entire night, from the very beginning, from the line going into the building, through every dark match. I'm gonna briefly kind of walk you through this, and we'll get to the big highlight of of Punk and all that. Um. First of all, like just general observations, if you've never been to an AEW show and you have been to WWE and you consider AEW, you know, Bush League or Minor League or subpar to WWE, look, WWE has been around for 50 years, so more than 50 years. So their production value is incredible. They are far above and beyond Anything that most people would ever hope to touch. But I gotta tell you, this was no Bush League bullshit. When I went in there, it looked and felt like a WWE event. The production was top-notch. The lighting was on point. The video screens, the pyro, the stage setting, the just the ring setup, everything. It just in just the the professional. Just everything was perfect, you know. There's not much more I can say about it. Like, you know, I'm not finding the words right now. Uh, just imagine going to a WWE show, but it having an AEW logo instead. It was really that similar. And I'm not even trying to say like just observing the production value. I guess you know. I'm not saying it's a similar product or anything like that. Anyway, moving forward here, Justin Roberts fantastic job you're doing these dark matches and what they do is is a lot of them are jobbers local jobbers or you know regional jobbers and whoever else that you know just roster jobbers and they would kind of come out quiet and already you know get the already in the ring introduction and then roberts would count you down and be like all right next match is gonna start in five four Three, and then he'd drop off, the crowd would chant the rest, and then the music would hit for Thunder Rosa or fucking whoever else. And and I was pleasantly surprised because we, you know, as I mentioned at the top here, the Rampage had a shit card announced for it. It doesn't need a good card, nobody cared. But I was pleasantly surprised that the dark matches, I mean, I got to see uh Got to see Orange Cassidy. That was huge for me. I got to see Chris Statlander. That was really huge for me. I got to see Thunder Rosa. That was huge for me. Britt Baker came out and did a promo. That was huge for me because Britt Baker is a fucking massive star, as as we'll get to later. Um, you know, I got to see pretty much everybody I wanted to see. Um, you know, sad I didn't get to lay eyes on Sting exactly. We'll we'll get to that. Um, you know, Jericho wasn't there, so that kind of sucked. Uh, Ricky Starks came out. I got to see Ricky Starks. Like, I was very happy with the dark card. Like, the whole roster was there, pretty much. Like, you got to see a full, well-rounded AEW show. It wasn't like we got there, and it was just Mox versus Garcia and, and Jade versus Hogan, and that was it, Jungle Boy and stuff. Uh, Young Bucks were there. They came out, and, you know, as you saw on the show, if you watch, so... I was thoroughly happy with all of that. You know, I didn't get to see Cody. didn't get to see Malachi Black. You know, there's guys that you don't get to see, but they have such a huge roster. I like that. It gives me incentive to want to go see another show, right? Catch the the 
the roster on the next one. But production top notch, Justin Roberts top notch. Just the way he he seemed to be really like he had the crowd. He was so, he was a host. He wasn't just the announcer. He was. You know, he would count the crowd into these things, and then he would, in between matches, how you guys doing tonight? How are you? Way up there. He pointed directly at us, you know, not us exactly, but he acknowledged every fucking corner of the building. And he was talking, and he was like, you know, after Punk announced the ice cream bars, he was like, so you guys excited to go get those ice cream bars after the show? And he was just like, you know, wow, the United Center. Look at this, this you know. Thank you guys for being there. He got a he got a chant for himself. Um, so I just kudos to Justin Roberts. He was fantastic. I think anybody who's like, man, Justin Roberts, he can be man his style. That's fine. You know, nobody's gonna be the fink. I get that, but the man is a fucking professional, and he hosted that show. Not just as an announcer, but he made you feel like a guest there, uh, if that makes sense. You know, he was very, very welcoming to everybody and just, just cool. Like, he was a, he was conversational. He wasn't just like, all right, everybody's screaming. Like, he would do that, but he would also just talk and throw little comments out. And it was just great, you know. Um Tony Khan came out, you know. I think this is a thing that... They do live where Tony likes to come out and get his get his shine a little bit, you know. And uh, Justin did the, you know, I want to thank the guy who this is responsible for. Tony came out. He sounded like an excited, giddy little girl. He was literally like hopping and skipping and like stomping on the floor, and like his voice was cracking and squeaking, like he was about to cry. He was the biggest wrestling nerd. You were like every single one of us sitting on the couch, like dying to watch this or everybody in the building dying. Like the excitement we had, it was pouring through Tony Khan. This was, he's one of us. And this is what I love about AEW. And this is, you know, there are people that will criticize AEW and Tony Khan because of that kind of shit. Um, You know, because he's not Vince McMahon, damn it. And it's not just lineage of fucking suits and ties that have been in the wrestling business for 30, 50 years. You know, he's just one of us with a shit ton of money that wants to put on a wrestling show. Fucking just a wrestling show, you know, no bullshit, no politics. Let's just get the best wrestlers and and make them wrestle the best. So Tony Khan came out and he was just like, thank you guys for trusting me. You know, he was very, like, trying to express that he knows we never told you Punk was going to be here. He still didn't mention Punk. This was before Punk came out still. This was before Rampage went live, like, just before Rampage went live, uh, after the dark tapings. And he, thank you guys for trusting me. Thank you guys for coming out and being here and being a part of this. And this is, I promise you, this is going to be the most amazing night. He, and he was, you could feel it it wasn't just like oh thank you guys for coming out we're very happy to have you who was the most excited person in the building he really was like i it's the, the only way i can describe it it was and it was fantastic i like that i like that he's one of us i like that he has that passion and then they counted down you know the lights went down they went over the rules 
Um, the rules were a little bit different. You know, WWEs, you get to have no camera recording, blah, 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 blah. You get the little, it's like they they give this like warning thing before every show. And AW has one similar, but it's much more expansive and to make sure you respect everybody's individual rights and opinions and, and, you know, beliefs and whatever. So it was, went through that whole thing. And then, uh, Justin Roberts let us know, you know, we were going live. And then you could see, like, the TV package start, like, on the screen. And then they just showed the crowd and just kind of let it linger, as you saw. Like, it was, they left the door open for the crowd to just, the CM Punk's chant started. They've been going on the whole night. This was a throughout the night thing. This wasn't like, okay, we're going to do the show thing now, so everybody get your CM Punk game on. All the signs went up. There was like a, a light up sign that came out of nowhere. There was the big pink letters. Um, it was it was like it was so you could feel the energy build for that. That there was no way that they could even get away with saving punk. Like they they couldn't have been like your opening contest, Jurassic Express. Like it went to work right there. The way they formatted the show was picture perfect you know like it gave the opportunity to give punk as much time as possible uh, you know because if he went long you could just cut the matches short instead of having to cut him short at the end because a match went long um but more than that like the crowd just they weren't containing it anymore we were we were the pressure had spewed out, you know, we were building it up and building it up and the hype, you could feel it, the energy all night. As soon as rampage went live, it was like just an explosion of the CM Punk chance. It was a release of energy. Like you were not going to be able to bottle it back up for the end of the night. So I'm glad that they did it that way. I mean, it would have worked. We could have, but just the way that it felt, it it spilled over the top. You know, the pop overflowed, you know, the beverage, the carbonated beverage, if you will. You know, you shook it up and it just, you're not going to be able to put the cap back on that one. And then they let it linger for a little bit and just let the chance fill the fucking building. And then when that music hit, Instantly up on the big screens and stuff, all the logos, best in the world, the fists. Wow. Like, the fucking goosebumps. The building came unglued. And you hear that a lot, and it's been said before, oh, look, they're coming unglued. No. You, the building was rattling. Like, you couldn't... You could not contain the energy there, man. Whew. If you could just bottle that shit up and sell it as a drug, like this was. I've never been a part of that. I haven't been to a bajillion wrestling shows, but I've been to, you know, many, many wrestling shows, you know. Um, mostly all WWE, you know, and then some indie shows, no other big league shows. But this was the. the uh, the energy was, it was nuts, man. And when Punk came out and he's just taking his time and he's soaking it in, 
and he's hugging everybody. The energy never went away. It just kept coming. It kept coming. If it ever sounded like it quieted down for a second, it was just for us to just gather our gather our shit for a second, take a deep breath, and just get ready to put it all back out there again. We were there for that moment all the way through. Like it had a thousand percent of everybody's attention, their energy, their hearts, their love. They showed the one guy on camera uh just crying and you know, many people screaming and holy shit and what it wasn't just the one guy crying. They didn't find the one guy in the crowd that was crying, you know, and and, and focused in on him. Man, it, they were people People lost their shit. People lost their shit. People, there was, it was like, um, it's like one of those like really like wild churches where like people just start speaking in tongues and like people released in energy. It was like a concert. I don't know if you've ever gone to a really good concert where people are just screaming the words to every song and just, it becomes a spiritual thing at that point. People, they get out of their human form and their energies like they go super saiyan and it just you stop caring about what you look like or who's around you or what what you just you let go of all of that emotion and punk was a guy that i mean he captured the hearts and minds and souls of wrestling fans that were like the anti-wrestling fan, you know, I heard someone say on the internet, CM Punk is is the Batman to John Cena's Superman. And it's just, that's really the case. He's the darker, edgier, cooler, you know, where we got this clean, cookie-cutter, slick, well-produced brand over here that's the machine. Punk is the the counterculture. The, the, the the cool kids group, you know, um, and, and just holy shit. The crowd was there for every single word. And I'm not going to recap the promo and you can, you've watched it 700 times already. I know you have, I have too, over and over and over and over and over and over. Uh, but I just want to convey just being there in that building like this was this was incredible. And then the other thing I thought was really before I get to that, I was sad. I They did the thing with Darby and Sting and they were so far on the other side of the arena. And then they were kind of being blocked by like the Tron, like the, the one that hangs from the big, the middle of the arena ceiling. And then uh, all of the bajillions of Blackhawks and Chicago Bulls championship flags hanging from the ceiling. And just even that, just you felt the energy in the United Center. Like a building is a building is a building until there's, you know, your Madison Square Gardens, which I've never been in. But just, you know, bear with me. You know, it's the world's most famous arena, right? Uh, you you can just feel an energy in a building because there was so much history there. Go back to that Royal Rumble I talked about. It was in Joe Louis Arena, which I don't think is even active anymore. Uh, it, you felt the history of the Red Wings in that building. You, 
you might watch the dark. So I didn't get to, I'm all over the place here. So I didn't get to physically see Sting and Darby and that right made me really sad because I, it was great to know I was in the building with Sting because Sting was another one that I really wanted to see. Um, cause I think, you know, there's not many more years of seeing Sting laugh, but holy shit. What a moment. What a night. Um, so just kind of to, to more of the peripheral stuff now, uh, the matches, nobody cared and, and by nobody cared, like all through dark, we were all there. We were all just eating up all the dark shit, you know, it took a little while to warm up. Um, you know, it was about halfway through dark, the dark tapings really before the crowd even fully started to enter into the building. A lot of empty seats at the beginning. Um, but after the punk thing, like there were people like, yeah, we're watching, but it was, you just, you can't focus back in after that. So like there were people cheering and stuff, but it was, you, you can't go to, luchasaurus after a cm punk promo and give a shit at that point you know i spent a lot of the night wondering like staring around at the seats even before punk came in like staring around the building there were a lot of empty seats and i was like i thought this bitch was sold out and i know they had reopened up a few more tickets but uh you know i was like what, what's going on here once CM Punk came, there was not an empty seat that could be found. I later found out that because as, as soon as Punk, like, I, I stayed around for the uh, Jurassic Express entrance because, you know, you want to sing Jungle Boy's theme song. But after that, once the bell rang, I decided to go, I was going to go down and get me one of those CM Punk t-shirts impossible that's where all the people went man the line was around uh, half the fucking building was downstairs waiting in line for a t-shirt i would have been there they would have took if you would have went to the line after the cm punk promo you probably wouldn't have seen the rest of the show you probably would have still been standing in line after people were leaving it was just madness. Had I gotten in line right then and there, it would have eaten up two hours of my night, probably, just standing in that line. And you knew, especially because I'm a, I'm a heftier guy, not massive, but I'm heftier. I'm a, at least a 2X, probably more comfortable in a 3 because them bitches shrink down. You know, a 3X becomes a 2X and etc. But, you know, if I had to get a 2X, I would have lived with it. Uh, but you know that those sizes weren't going to be available by the time I waited those two hours to even get up to that line. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to try to buy it online. I went back to my seat. Fortunately, you can't get the I was there shirt with the United Center logo on the back and all of that. That was exclusive to the building. And I just I I wasn't going to stand in that line and chance it for like a, a fucking schmedium, you know? I go on my phone and I thought like my internet connection sucked because I couldn't get on the fucking pro wrestling tees or shop AEW. It fucking crashed. It was crashed. You couldn't even get on there to buy the shirts. It was madness. Madness. People were there for punk. People lost their ever loving minds in a spiritual explosion of 
energy and love and just all good things wrestling. And then everybody, the half the building went downstairs to go buy the t-shirt. They sold the fuck out of that. I, this is, I haven't seen or heard any records, but just by the store, the online store crashing and just seeing, I've never seen a merch line that long. It was unreal. It went all the way around the building. Like you couldn't, it was half the crowd. I mean, you probably, you, I, I haven't watched the full show yet. I only watched the CM Punk part of it. So I don't know what the match looked like during Jungle Boy's match and Luchasaurus versus Private Party, but I would imagine you could probably see a lot of empty seats on camera. And if anybody was watching that and they did see empty seats and they're wondering where the fuck was everybody, I thought it was a sellout. Everybody was buying CM Punk's t-shirt. That's where they were. It trust me, it was it was madness. Then on the way out the door, we got the ice cream bar. We legit got the ice cream bar, and it was so fucking cool. It's just a generic ice cream bar. It didn't have like CM Punk's face or image on it. It was basically like a like a. It was a good quality, by the way. It was no cheap shit. I'll tell you that. It was like a custardy ice cream. You know, the rich, creamy, thick, gooey custardy ice cream. You know, like a fucking Culver's or Freddy's or something like that. Covered with the chocolate, um, like the hard chocolate, like an ice cream bar, you know, on a stick. It was like, it looked like it was made by, you know, it was one of, like a, I think it says it was made in Chicago. So it must be like a local company that just, you could like private label it somehow. Or they just worked out a deal for that particular night and threw a sticker on it. Uh, CM Punk and Tony Khan did a post-show press conference. Punk said the ice cream bar was actually his idea. And I... Uh, I almost want to say I think he said he paid for them as well. Like that was just his way of wanting to give back to the fans. And they were delicious ice cream bars. I didn't want to open it. It was one of those things like you want to keep it and hold it and treasure it forever. Like in on your in your collection on your shelf or something. Unopened pa- ice cream package. But it's ice cream so it's gonna melt and become a shitty mess and yeah it'll still stay inside the bag it was a good enough quality like pouch where it wasn't gonna leak through or anything but it was it would just it would be a sloppy mess so you had to open it you had to eat it i'm glad i did it was fucking delicious and i just tried to keep the wrapper intact so that was a nice little touch uh, the ice cream just had the same logo that the t-shirt has and that they're the sticker and the towel on if you've had a chance to look online it's the same logo design for all of it. And that's basically, they just slapped a sticker on it, uh, on an ice cream bar. But it was it was a cool idea. It was the shit. So, just, I'm so happy with the experience. I'm happy. I mean, I spent a bunch of money to go there. The tickets weren't that bad, but, like, you know, parking and gas and just the time consumption of driving all day and and. The food, the arena food was, oh my goodness, exp- <laughs> insane expensive. Like, if you're trying to eat there or get a beer or a pop, or good luck, man. Good luck. But this was the greatest wrestling experience of my life. Live, even if I watched it on TV, I'd probably say this is the greatest moment in wrestling and I'll admit, I'm biased. CM Punk is, was, always has been since he's been on my TV, my favorite wrestler. 
I fucking love CM Punk. I'm the biggest CM Punk mark. I'm a huge wrestling mark, but before before all else, I am a CM Punk mark. So, considering my bias, you know, you could say it was a good show. You could say it was a great show. You could say it was one of, however you want to label it and classify it. I don't think anybody's going to look at this show and say, meh, it's all right. You know, you could hate AEW. You can hate CM Punk. You are lying to yourself if you watch this and you just thought, meh, I don't see the big deal here. This was one of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history, period. And I'm so fucking glad I was there. My kids are not wrestling fans. They're not. And and I brought them to a SmackDown before. I think a Raw, too, but the the SmackDown was on TV, and I think the Raw was a house show. So I think they've been to two. And and they get bored. They, just, they, they don't feel it. They're not into wrestling, so they're not excited to see any of the characters, except for like John Cena, of course. Uh, but other than that, they don't really give a shit. They were into this. They were popping for the matches on the undercard. Uh, you know, they were excited for Orange Cassidy because, of course, you know, kids are going to love Orange Cassidy. But they were not wrestling fans or CM Punk fans. They knew Dad liked CM Punk. But, like, they, I think they understood the magnitude of all of this by the time just being there and looking around, watching people cry and scream and just, which is incredible. So... I won't take up much more of your time. There's lots of other reviews and, and opinions and stuff out there. But I was there. I wanted to give you my take on it. Uh, the historical significance of this. I don't get into like what this means for AEW going forward necessarily. Other than I, I, this is an absolute game changer. I guess I thought I knew it would be, especially with Brian coming in and then the possibility of like a Wyatt and Adam Cole on top of it. Like, I, I feel like that's enough to switch, really kick AEW up in the ratings and really turn them into the new WCW and turn this into a new attitude era without the attitude. But, you know, like that second boom period, that next boom period, I should say. I think this is enough to do that, but just being there, feeling it, seeing it on TV even, reading all the reviews and the comments on YouTube and all the, uh, just everything about it, this is a game changer. This really is. I think this has brought AEW to the dance. I think anybody who was iffy about AEW or unsure of them or hating on them or doubting them there were people that doubted punk would even show up here i think this is a game changer for that i think people have to accept them as as the uh <laughs> they have to accept them as a legitimate force in wrestling at this point but with that i'll leave you there to go and and keep scrolling on your cm punk youtube watching binge if you're like me i know that's what you're doing so thank you guys for including me in in that and uh just wow good to be a wrestling fan my name is seth grimes follow me at seth grimes media on facebook and twitter 
And uh, keep an eye out for that Pro Wrestling Podcast. Podcast is coming back with a brand new season. It has been renewed by a production company. I'm so happy. So happy to move it forward and and just keep bringing you guys greatness in wrestling. Because wrestling is greatness. Peace, love, and pizza. Seth Grimes. CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk.